Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash bookshow. Then go over to morbidlybeautiful.com as we are now part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcasting Network. Everybody here dies by dawn. Dead by dawn. Welcome, welcome to the Spook to the Show. show. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another edition of the All American Spook Show podcast. I'm Josh and I'm joined here with Donnie. Yo. Tiana. Hey. And the Professor Smoke. Once again, our, our, we've started off our New Year's tradition by saying that Will is not with us this week. <laughs> he uh, he couldn't join us, but uh, hopefully he'll be here next week. And uh, well, I think we've got another doozy lined up next week. I'll, I'll, here's the tease. You want to go to the end of the episode for what we're going to watch, but it's going to be the next cannon fodder. And I think we've got a nice one lined up, And but we'll, we'll tease some more of that towards the end. But uh, before we get into that, let's talk about what we're going to be watching this week. Now, Tiana... This was your choice. This is your first uh, choice in the rotation. So uh, what did you pick for us to watch this week? I picked St. Maud. An interesting choice. I'll say that. Uh, I'm completely blanking. I should have pulled my notes up before I even started talking about it. This came out in 2019, I believe, right? But then it didn't. It came out in 2019, but it got held off because of COVID. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. It got delayed for like a couple of years. So 2021. Yeah. And, and we'll get into some of that. I, I pulled some notes up on that. I just didn't have them up like right here, right here at the beginning, but we'll, we'll get into some of that for sure here in just a few minutes. But before we dive into that, we want to encourage you to go check out aaspookshow.com. We call that the center of the spook show universe from there. You can go, uh, go to our past podcast archives. They're all lined up there for you. Nice and nice and easy. You can listen to anyone you want. You can also go to our YouTube channel from there where we have every month video vortex, hammer horror in order, grindhouse gutter, lots of series going on over there. And of course, full podcast episodes get uploaded every week there on the YouTube channel. So you don't want to miss a thing. Also, patreon.com slash AA spook show. We want you to become a patron where every month you get a video mini. So including the library, the professor, and of course, crapster piece theater every month. We've got the newest episode uh, coming up at the end of the month, that'll be on Friday, January 26th, around noon. They're on patreon.com slash AA spook show. So you don't want to miss a thing. So, uh, without any further buildup, let's go ahead and toss to the trailer for St. Maud. Dear God, your presence graces the air and soon everyone will see. Hi, you Maud? Yes. Hi. It takes nothing special to mop up after the dying. You're prettier than the last one. But to save a soul, that's quite something. Bless Amanda's body and bless her mind, which is shrouded in darkness. When you pray, do you get a response? Oh, it's like he's physically in me. It's how he guides me. My little savior. Hey, I thought that was you. What are you up to? I'm a private carer. You're still nursing? What? Well, they know what happened. All the good girls go to hell. Cause even got herself. I just want to see you loosen up. I've got more important things on my mind. 
Maud. He isn't real. <laughs> Nothing worthwhile comes easily. You must be the loneliest girl I've ever seen. I'm ready and open. I feel fuller of your love than ever before. I have a responsibility. Oh, yes, of course. This is life and death on another level. What if I'm getting it all wrong? All the good girls go to hell. Oh man, that uh, that trailer, man, that trailer was certainly much more exciting than you know the movie, but which you know we'll get to and all that, but uh, but yeah, I just felt like I I needed to, as far as the movie wise, uh, I just felt like I needed a little kind of a boost to kind of just get through it. Uh, well, it you, yeah. You've told me before you usually like to drink a lot of energy drinks and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Usually, I I usually drink about uh. I don't know, like a few a week, not daily, but just enough to give me that little, that little pep. I could have used one, you know, this time, but yeah, the only really, uh, really the only thing about the, about, you know, those is that I'm, I'm up at like three or four the next morning makes it hard to sleep. And, you know, my next, my next morning is basically ruined. Well, usually I drink a couple of cups of coffee myself. Like, you know, I usually drink one in the morning one in the afternoon, but like, it doesn't really usually have that long lasting effect on me. But, um, we did recently learn about magic mind though. It's this, uh, I guess it's more of like a supplement kind of thing that you kind of drink with your, your, uh, coffee and your tea, whatever caffeine you drink, your energy drinks, whatever. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was looking at it uh, and it is kind of like a green color, which, you know, is not that color green is not really doesn't really look like the most appetizing thing. I was like, oh, man, you know, but if it's going to help me replace the energy drinks, I'll, I'll give it a shot. So uh, that's yeah, that's what I did. It's actually really good. I was I was I was surprised. Yeah, I was actually surprised how good it, it did taste, because sometimes those things can it, it's kind of iffy, uh, you know, whether they can be. You know, you know what the effects could be. You know, you 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 lean into the natural ingredients and everything like that. But you're yeah. also like, it doesn't look like the greatest thing in the world. But this one, man, it really tasted good. Like, uh, I, and I actually went to look up exactly what was in it because I was curious at that point. Like, you know, all right, what kind of ingredients are we dealing with here? And it's got matcha, and that's probably I would imagine that's where probably a lot of the color comes from. That matcha tea. Yeah, that's um, yeah, yeah. It's got uh, ashwagandha in it lion's mane mushrooms and cordyceps mushrooms so you got two different kinds of uh mushrooms going on yeah, there so, so like, you got a lot of natural ingredients is the point yeah yeah and matcha matcha i've actually had you know separately along with uh ashwagandha i i take ashwagandha to um because i have anxiety mm. so uh yeah the, the you know i certainly got the uh you know, sort of less stress, you know, during the day. And that, that's something that, you know, the energy drinks can't do for me. Yeah. And, so and I think if that's anything, one they thing heighten that, it. Yeah. I think that's one thing that Magic Mind's really trying to do here, too, is not only like, you know, uh, reduce your stress, your anxiety levels, and all that stuff. And that all leads to your, yeah. uh, also with the caffeine and everything, it gives you that little energy boost. 
uh, and all those things come together to help your productivity because that's really one of the main benefits of Magic Mind is the the productivity to kind of sharpen your focus to get you through the day and and you you become less dependent right on uh, all those energy drinks and coffee and all that other stuff like we said so uh, I mean after taking it uh, after a few days I felt like it did help uh, me focus a little bit later in the day especially. No. And uh, I would, you know, for that end of it, I would highly recommend it, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it tastes really good, you know. It, and you know, the ashwagandha, I did, I did realize the, uh, um, you know, kind of low, lower stress levels. Um, and you know, I was, I was able to sleep a little better um, compared to my energy drink, energy drink experience, you know. So, uh, um, so yeah, I would, I would definitely recommend anybody try it. Well, if, if you're like us, then we, we highly recommend you go check them out at uh, magicmind.com slash J-A-N All-American. That's right. We're, we're hooking up with them to uh, you know kind of give you a, a benefit. You'll get an extra 20% off when you order uh, and you subscribe for three months at magicmind.com slash J-A-N All-American. And you use our code allamerican Twenty. That gives you an extra twenty percent off for a total of uh, of seventy five percent off. So, but that's only to the end of this month. You've got to the end of January to take advantage of this, and that's with our code All American twenty at magicmind.com slash j a n All American. So go check it out before it all goes away at the end of the month. I guess we can go ahead and uh, uh, before we hop into the background uh, information that we dug up on this, uh, Donnie, had you ever sit down and watch Saint Maud before this? No, no, this is a first time watch for me. Professor, what about you? Mm, well, I attempted to watch it one time before, but I think it was after, I don't know, it was after work or something. I didn't make it too far into it before I, I fell out. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> and not, not to say, not to knock the movie or anything, I'm to say that. Was, that, that happens fairly often when, you know, too tired from uh, work and then try to watch a movie at the end of the night or something. That's not, but, the, uh, that's not so the first time. Actually- that's not the first time you've ever told us that. I just get a vision of you like laying on the couch and then just sliding out on the floor. Just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if only I were there to be a fly on the wall in the smokehouse. When, when Tiana is sitting there, like actually wanting to watch something and, and, and smoke just rolls out on the floor. <laughs> um, believe me, we've all been there though, man. Like you, you work late shifts and long shifts and stuff, man. Like sometimes you watch a, uh, an admittedly slow movie like this one, boy, it's going to, that's like a sleeping pill, man. It's like taking NyQuil, you know, when you're trying to stay awake. Um, yeah, that didn't help me. I mean, the fact that it is a slow burn of a movie doesn't, yeah. it doesn't help. The time. No. Well, the one good thing for sure is it does have a, a pretty tight runtime for this. And, you know, at least there's yes. that, right? It's not like it's a two and a half hour movie. Um, yeah. Drag it out. Tiana, what about you? Had, had you seen this before? Yes. So you would say that goes without saying since you nominated it, but it's not always the case, right? Like sometimes we do nominate things that like I haven't seen it. So now I finally have an excuse to see it kind of thing. So I had seen it before and smoke saw parts of it. At least Donnie has not seen it <laughs> and Tiana has seen it before. So that's kind of where we're all coming from uh, with our angles here before we get into it. So some of the background stuff that I pulled up though, this movie debuted and this is the timeline that I was trying to get to off the top there. It debuted September 8th of 2019 at the Toronto International Film Festival. And it played the film festival circuit like pretty much the rest of 2019 and early in the 2020. And somewhere in there, A24 had picked it up for distribution. And it was supposed to come out 
I think literally as COVID like went nuts, like around like March or April of 2020 was when it was supposed to come out. Then it got delayed and then just went into delayed hell for quite some time until it was finally released, at least here in the U S limited January 29th of 2021. So almost a year later from, you know, when it was originally supposed to hit. And then I guess it kind of got a full release slash uh, video on demand. And it also uh, debuted on epics by February 12th of 2021. So it was, uh, it already kind of had what, whatever run it was going to have in, on the screen and was already uh, available for streaming by February of 2021. This was produced by film Four. BFI, which is the British Film Institute, and Escape Plan Productions, and it was distributed by Studio Canal in the UK and A24 here in the United States. Uh, if you've ever seen this movie, you would fully understand that it's rated R. Total runtime of one hour and 24 minutes, so nice and tight. Drama, horror, and mystery are the labels that IMDb placed on it. This movie was filmed in Scarborough, North Yorkshire, England, and in parts of North London, from November for about five weeks from November to December of 2018. And I never could find a budget, an exact budget number, but although I wouldn't think this had a very tall budget at all, probably less than a million if I had to guess, but it only went on to a worldwide gross of 1.6 million. And honestly, most of that was in the UK. I think like over a million of that was in the UK. It didn't really do anything here at all in the United States, Uh, but it did go on to win 11 different awards most notably the 2022 Fangoria Chainsaw Award for Best First Feature by Rose Glass. So we would have covered that, you know, in the last couple of years, we've done the uh, Fangoria Chainsaw Awards, like pretty much live as they're going on. We talk about the results of that. So that, that would have been the ones that we were talking about back in 2022. This one got the Best First Feature Chainsaw Award that year. And of course, it was directed and written by Rose Glass. This, even to date, is her only feature film, and uh, this was her debut feature film. Uh, But apparently she is going to have another feature film coming out this year at some point, and it's going to be called Love Lies Bleeding. And from what I can see of it, it looks pretty interesting. So we'll have to wait. You know, we were just talking about last week some of our anticipated flicks of 2024. We might have to kind of add this one to the list. Uh, Love love, love, Lies (laughs) Bleeding. Love lies bleeding. If nothing else, maybe it'll be more exciting or maybe it won't be as slow a burn. How about that? We'll we'll go there for now. It was produced by Andrea Cornwell and Oliver Kassman. The director of photography was Ben Fordsman and uh, he would best be known for his work on out of darkness. It stars. There's some kind of odd names. I guess this is like some Irish, Scottish, British type names or something. I don't know, but it stars Morphid Clark as Maud. I do love that her, her uh, some of the, the titles that you would know her, you may know her from. One of them was Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. <laughs> now, I remember that book coming out and then the movie came out and then I never saw the movie. And I, I didn't hear a, like really one good word about it. So, and that's probably been quite. Hear about the movie coming out. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it's a thing. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Um, she was also in Crawl and uh the lord of the rings the rings of power that ser- that uh lord of the rings series that came out what in 2022 i think it was for amazon uh jennifer ellie i think is how, how you say her name e h l e we'll go with that as amanda uh she was in zero dark 30 and uh the robocop remake back in 2014 among a handful of other things 
really, this is kind of a, this movie is kind of a one person show for the most part. Uh, yeah. You know, it's mostly about Maud, you know, the title of St. Maud, but it's mostly her, you know, Morphid Clark giving the performance here with, you know, dash in the, the character of Amanda played by Jennifer Ellie. And then there's some, you know, random supporters come in and out. But for the most part, this is a one person show, right? It's intermission, it's intermission, it's intermission, it's intermission. Ice cream, candy, lemonade, too, and there's a hot dog waiting for you. The popcorn's popping and it's ready to go. You know all the great food is still in the show. Get up out your seat and get yourself a tasty treat down at the snack bar. Snack bar. For you, the listeners of the All-American Spook Show podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. So I went over to audible.com and I typed in St. Maud and of course nothing at all came up. But I just I, I just typed in the word saints to see what would pop up and sure enough, plenty of results. Matter of fact, over 3,000 results came up. I'll just read a few off the top here. Saints. The story of the Church of Jesus Christ in the Latter Days, the Standard of Truth, eighteen fifteen to eighteen forty six. So, Donna, that's some deep reading for you by the Church mm. of the, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Um, that one's almost fourteen hours long. <laughs> <laughs> Donnie, that sounds like it's right up your alley, brother. No, you never thought you needed that many Latter Day Saints. But yeah. Fourteen hours. Well, here we are. Here we are. <laughs> We've got an Audible exclusive called The Lives of the Saints by Alban Butler. That one's over 15 hours long. And, uh, oh, here's another good one. The Life of St. Francis of Assisi <laughs> by, by St. Bonaventure. Almost seven hours long. So lots of good stuff there for you to, to, to look up on Audible. Like I said, over 3,000 results. If you just type in the word saints, you'll get all you Was want. there any books? No, I don't think so. So to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash bookshow. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash bookshow for your free audiobook. All right, so I'm going to hop back over to IMDb and I'm going to click on plot summary to see how many different uh, deep plot synopsis that we have. Oh, yeah. Yeah, here we go, Donnie. Yeah. Here we go. We've got the short Relax. We've just got short simmer down. <laughs> I, I just get worked up when I see one this big. Is what she said. Hey, we've got two, we've got at least two different ones. We've got the one sentence and then we've got a fucking paragraph here. The sentence, a pious nurse becomes dangerously obsessed with saving the soul of her dying patient. And really that one sentence, you know, that pretty much explains what's going on in this movie, but we need more. And here we have it there, but for the grace of God goes mauled a reclusive young nurse whose impressionable demeanor causes her to pursue a pious path of Christian devotion after an obscure trauma. Now charged with the hospice care of Amanda, a retired dancer ravaged by cancer, Maud's fervent faith quickly inspires an obsessive conviction that she must save her ward's soul from eternal damnation, whatever the cost. Making her feature film debut, writer-director Rose Glass cannily lures the audience into this disturbed psyche, steadily setting up her... V- veritable diary of a country nurse for an unnerving and ultimately shocking trajectory. And it keeps going, but I'm going to stop this. This reads more like a fucking ad for the movie than it does really a a plot synopsis. So I'm going to (laughs) break off of that one and read this one that was submitted by Nick Reganis. Deeply religious. Well, they did 
crime dancer and cancer. So there's something there. Yeah. <laughs> which is, which is the only reason she made this movie just so she could find a way to rhyme those two words together, make it make sense. And even that's questionable. This was uh, put by uh, Nick Reganis there. Deeply, deeply religious mall, a tight lipped live in nurse with a dark past takes a job in a humdrum English coastal town to look after Amanda Cole, a once celebrated, now terminally ill former dancer and choreographer. Convinced that she has been sent to since what? Convinced that she has been sent to sensualist chain smoking Amanda with a purpose. Ascetic Maud soon becomes obsessed with saving her vulnerable patient from herself and in the process lead her to the light. However, is worldly Amanda prepared to receive absolution for her sins? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, that they, they, they kind of all come to the same conclusion. That's what this movie is about. Like, this this woman is kind of off a rocker and, <laughs> and is, like, really super devout. And she's trying to save this woman's soul. And then in the process, I think, I think, pretty much goes nuts, right? That, that's what the movie is about. Yes, mental illness and religion do not mix. <laughs> well. Now, I, I think if history has shown us anything, Tiana, you're right. That <laughs> those two things probably <laughs> probably don't end very well, right? <laughs> yeah. And that's that's pretty much what plays out here. I mean, you start off like you're introduced to Maud, and she's taking care of this this woman who has cancer. And in the meantime, she has these weird orgasmic God moments. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's the best way I can describe it, right? It's like. She she has the uh, Maud describes her uh, her praying or whatever that God speaks to her and then she kind of just has these weird like feel good almost orgasmic moments right like it's it's the only way you can describe it yeah it might maybe you know like Tiana brought up the uh, being off the the rocker a little bit there and then religion also if you are off your rocker and you're getting into religion you probably shouldn't add William Blake into the mix you know the poet author yeah. William Blake <laughs> that book that was given to her right by uh, oh yeah, the, the well, I can't remember her name that had yeah. cancer that, that she was watching. Amanda, looking out. For Amanda, mm-hmm. yeah, gifted her that William Blake book. And uh, <laughs> William Blake's but I don't know anybody's read William Blake. Pretty, pretty dark, right? And he does use spiritual aspects of Christianity and things, but in a darker way yeah, or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. I was about to say, like, do you think the way this movie played out? Do you think that was probably on purpose? Like, it's almost everything that that character does to Maud is kind of needling her. Right. Because remember the scene where they're having lunch or dinner or breakfast, that's what it was, wasn't it? And she ends up having one of those moments right on the couch next to her. Yeah. And then she plays along with it to like just egg her on kind of thing. It's it's all of a sudden they're having like this, this weird, like (laughs) mutual (laughs) orgasm over God. (laughs) I will say one gets into that darker thing of or i mean well it's i guess it depends on your perspective i guess for <laughs> back in whatever in the medieval times when it was going on it wasn't dark i guess it was to be closer to god through pain but the, uh i know they would use flagellation on themselves right where they're whipping their backs and everything to the point of like drawing blood and everything but she's yeah. kind of goes through that point with the thumbtacks remember she's putting these thumbtacks through this piece of paper then puts it in her shoe and then walks yeah what the fuck <laughs> With a thumbtack, just She's basically walking around with the, like, with the tack, the tack shoes. I'm like, Jesus, man. And that's what she said. That's right, Jesus. Yeah, there's a there's a name for that. And I don't remember what it's called, but yeah. those types of uh, whatever. I don't know if it's Catholic or what it is, but the whole pain, you know, bringing your, you know, being so pious that you bring pain on yourself. And that of, was uh, one of the themes. I see 
And that did seem to be one of the themes where she kept bringing that up. Like, don't waste your pain. Right. She, I think she said that a number of times and that's clearly one of the, the themes that they were going for his here is that like, I guess like, uh, pain is God, God, you know, <laughs> pain is religion. Something, you know, there's something there, right. Something for yep. smarter folks than me. <laughs> but and then also, what about the scene? Do you think of, uh, when, you know, when she's levitating, of course that's in her mind. I mean, I would think, I would think obviously it would be that, you know, it's kind of up to interpretation, I guess, but I mean, yeah. you know, so, so which a 24 and here. people that, yeah, a 24 movies, they usually pick them up like that. <laughs> I think, but yeah, shows are levitating off the ground basically. Right. I think in, in the sense of this movie, you come to the conclusion that like a lot of what you're seeing is in her mind. <clears throat> you're not really seeing these things, right? Like in a way. That's like, my interpretation of it, but I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think you're really seeing her levitate. I think that's all in her head, right? She's, she's feeling herself levitate <laughs> and you're seeing her vision, I guess. I don't think you're really like, for instance, like that. They show it's like a cockroach or a bug or something that's on the ceiling a couple of times. That's a big ass co- cockroach, man. What, I don't know what kind of bug. <laughs> that is a I big mean. ass roach. I think it's a palmetto bug. It, well, <laughs> as big as her fucking head. And apparently that. Uh, no, I was looking at the uh, the cast. <laughs> the uh, that roach had a name. Okay, what was the name of the? Yeah. Nancy? No, I mean, like, that's the, I, and I guess it's a oh, pet. Of, wait a minute, you uh, mean no. like, it, like, it's a working yeah. bug. It's a working bug. It's got, like, it's a working bug. <laughs> it's got but, sag. It's got, it, it's, part, it's a member of sag, even. Yeah, wow. <laughs> that's crazy. I didn't yeah. know they were working bugs. Dude, yeah. It's, they had names. It's, you know? There's, yeah. Well, at least, mm-hmm. at least this bug, Nancy, whatever the fuck it was called, it didn't, it didn't make the chooky, right? It's not, Listen, there's. <laughs> it's true. Now, it's true. Now that, but going back to the bug, the roach, whatever the fuck that thing was, is that supposed to be God? Like, yeah, the, it, yeah, it turned into Jesus. <laughs> so the the one thing, one of many things they didn't make clear here, but one of the big things they didn't make clear here is what exactly happened to her in her past that brought her to this point. You, you what happened? Was- I know what happened. It shows it. What well, is something about like she's a nurse, right? And then well, she was trying about, to escape this older lady. You're talking about the from, chest compression thing? And she did the chest compressions and she went right through her ribs. Fuck. So she probably went right. I just kind of figured that was like more of the shit that was in her head. Like she's reliving the moment and in the mo- like in her dream moment in her head she went too far and like crushed a woman's, but you're saying that like, you think that's actually what happened. Like she gave her chest compressions yeah. and then. Yeah. Because of that girl she runs into too, that she used to work yeah. for work with her See, and they used to hang out. They used to party, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I gathered that like something had happened like that and it was fucked up and like, you know, it, this, this is like, well, this could have happened to anybody, but she kind of takes that on herself kind of thing. But I didn't know that that was actually what, you know, what had happened was the chest compression thing. Yeah. And that's why she, she turned to God, I guess. And you see this when she's having sex with a fat guy that she picks up at the bar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like she, she's like, you know, they're like mid mid sex. And then all of a sudden she has a vision of caving someone's chest. And you're like, what the fuck? You know. And that's, <laughs> and that's kind of her reaction too. But then he just, 
he just flips her over and uh, finishes off, right? <laughs> yeah, that's his reaction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah, that's really terrible. Uh, hold on, <laughs> and th- and this follows up. By the way, this scene follows up her just jacking a dude off. <laughs> um, yeah. in the back room of like the bar or something like that so i I'm, guess that's the kind of she used to do I, I, yeah i guess like that's her kind of like i need to get back to normal i need to get back to the life that i was living kind of thing and then you see how pitiful it yeah. was and <laughs> yeah god i miss those days. I guess she's just so desperate for any sort of companionship yeah yeah because she had already been thrown out of uh, the nurse, Amanda's, you know, care being oh, her yeah, nurse or whatever from that whole, what was that that blew up because uh, she, Amanda had that girl coming over and she was probably paying her money to keep her company and to do uh, some lesbo stuff with her. Yeah. I don't know what whatever was going on. Yeah. I don't know what was going on with like really any of the people that she brought, like the, the weird wino dude or whatever that came over at first. Yeah. And then. Yeah, I don't know. She has an episode. You get the fact- that guy leaves, and then yeah. yeah, then she starts coming around. So it's like, yeah, just it's just rich rich types, and I would say Hollywood, but it's not Hollywood. I'm gonna say she probably hung out, well, except for the girl. But all the people that come over for the party, I'm gonna say they were probably her friends at one point, but then they stopped coming around because yeah. of her dying. Yeah, which I mean, it's a horrible thing to say, but you know, you could see where that probably stops the party. Right? <laughs> yeah, that probably would end it. You talked about we were talking about the uh the tax and the shoes thing, right? The, mm-hmm. You think it went hand in hand with her burning herself on the stove? That's yeah. I think it was kind of the That's same. Part kind of, of, this, like I said, I can I wish I could remember the name know, of that I term. It. It's a term that like really devout religious people, mainly back in the medieval times, but you know, cause themselves pain to feel the uh, spirit of God or like, to put themselves through some sort of. Self-mutilation or? Well, well, flagellation is the one where they whip themselves (laughs) on the back. I'm sorry. I always think of flagellants. Yeah, or when they just shit all over themselves. (laughs) (laughs) Which what the the fat guy might have been into that. But, you know, the the burning her hand on the stove thing keeps coming up because pretty much the rest of the movie, her hand is wrapped up. But, like, she takes the bandage off a couple of times and starts picking at the scab. That's one of yeah. those like, yeah. oh, stop! What the fuck? You know, <laughs> it's not. It's it's gross. It's not gory. It's just gross. It's and and it's like, don't don't do that. What the fuck is wrong with you? Just like the tax, right? Yeah. But essentially, yeah. eventually, she has a moment where like Amanda's kind of making fun of her at this party, and then she just bitch slaps her. She just smacks the shit out of her. And of course she gets fired for that. So then a good portion of the, you know, the rest of the movie is just her dealing with being fired, not being yet yeah, lonely, being fired, not being around her. So she can't save her. So she finally comes to that conclusion after whacking the dude off in the back room <laughs> that like, you know what? I'm, I'm meant to serve the Lord. She has like a, well, that's right before the, that's right when the levitation happens, right? Like this is when she's convinced that like, yeah. She has to do this, so she kind of sets everything up to go to her house. And I'm guessing at at the last little bit, her answer to that is to stab her to death. Now, here. Well. Here, here now, when she stabs Amanda to death, right? Right before that, 
Amanda kind of like demons out, right? Yeah. Laughs at her and kind of, so do you really, that, and here's the question. Did that really happen? Or was that, I think that they're trying to, you know, fool the audience. Like, Oh, wait a minute here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, is she not happening? Yeah. So like, Vision? really, is this real? Yeah. That, that's the question that you have in that moment is like, all right, did she just, did she just turn into a fucking demon? And now like Maude is justified in killing her or is this all in her head? Like, yeah. I can't save this woman. She See, that's what I, I mean, psychologically, that's what I think it was. It was she's seeing the vision of her being that way because of her. Because you know, well, she, the whole reason her drive for being there is because she thought that Amanda experienced that same spiritual thing when they were, you know, when she was just playing along with it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. her whole thing for coming back there was to save her that way because she thinks that she really that's experienced the same thing that she did. You know, this the Holy Spirit being inside of her or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then goes back to, you know, to to kind of reconnect and whatever, go through that experience again, I guess. And then that happens. She tells her, no, nah, I was just, you know, whatever, it's fucking with you. <laughs> yeah. And that's when she starts having the visions, I think, of this, of her. Okay, well, then she, she's just a demon then, you know, like, you know, or a witch. It kind of like, again, going back to medieval times of like when stuff like this happened. And, yeah. Like, oh, they're a witch. She's you know, got to be. Yeah. Like, I, I can't save her. So fuck her, you know, kind of thing. She can't be safe. She's a witch. <laughs> stab, stab, stab. You know, <laughs> and and that's and that's kind of backed up with wh- how the movie ends. I think in a way because like, so essentially like she kind of has like, all right, well it's time to sacrifice myself, right? Like she she wraps a sheet around herself, kind of like a robe. Then she uh she walks down to the beach with a, a grocery bag that's got a bottle of acetone in it, mm-hmm. and pours it all over her head and flicks the lighter. And, you know, there's allusion also to that throughout the movie with her flicking that lighter and stuff all the time, right? And, yeah. and I think you see that bottle of acetone sitting around for a while, too, like, throughout the movie. So they're foreshadowing and alluding to this, you know, something's going to happen here. And then eventually, you know, she goes to the beach and lights herself on fire. But she has a vision of wings, like angel's wings, coming out of her back. And she's floating, you know, in the air. And everybody that's on the beach falls to their knees like, oh, praise St. Maud, right? And then just for a split second there, right before the credits hit, you see her burning and screaming. Credits. Um, so that's where I think, like, Smoke, you were, you know, kind of bo- to both points. You know, it's like, I think in her head, this is what's going on. But in reality, nah, she just burned herself, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah, they give you that little nod right there. Like a lot of A twenty four movies or or whatever you want to call elevated horror, right? That's the term is uh they don't give you that a lot of times. They like they'll just leave it up to you. Okay, this may or may not have happened, or you know, it might be in their head or it might be actual supernatural stuff going on. But yeah, that last scene I think it gives it shows its hand, so to speak. Yeah, I uh, think so too. It is in her head. That she just fucking it's, cracked and I then just know. stood out there and went nuts and burned herself alive for no reason. But in her mind, that's, another, that's actually another religious thing that burning yourself is, I think it's called immolation, isn't it? Where you burn yourself for a religious purposes or whatever. You've, yeah. I don't know if you've seen the stories in the news or on like, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if it's on Faces of Death or whatever, but I remember a Buddhist monk doing yeah, that. I was about to, to say himself. that. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah, the famous monk burning. That's yeah. happened quite a bit, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I guess that's what's harder doing. I don't know about how many Christians have done that necessarily or if it's a part of 
some sort of that immolation thing is within, you know, Christian doctrine somewhere in the medieval times too, or whatever. I don't know, but that's what I got from that. That she's all right. This is her final whatever. Her, I, I'm going to ascend to heaven. You know, she's got the wings yeah. and everything. I'm ascending. I'm going to immolate, and that's it. <laughs> I'm going to rise to heaven like the phoenix, and then, yeah. and then you just get yeah, that. Yeah. You get that five, less than what? Good lord, two, three, four seconds of <laughs> she's burning credits. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. I'm sorry. What, what, Tiana? I consider this movie in the category of descending into madness. <laughs> descending and then falling off in the on a cliff of madness. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you're watching somebody go nuts. You know, like. She clearly, I think, you know, my read on it was she clearly just couldn't deal with what happened and just fucking slowly lost her mind. And that's what you see play out here is the last moments of her trying to find her life before that. And she just can't and then doesn't know how to deal with that and just says, fuck it. Yeah. Well, there we go. That's uh, that's St. Maud. I think it's an interesting pull. Tiana, interesting choice for you and interesting once again to start the year off, you know, our first movie that we've talked about here in 2024. So Tiana, you, you nominated it. So we'll let you go first with your, your final thoughts and your uh, star rating on it. My final thoughts. Uh, <laughs> I know this is a slow burn, but it really, it really punches you in the chest <laughs> at the end. It caves in your <laughs> chest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the choreography, the act actresses, the music. That score is, wow, <laughs> that's really good. And I just love the whole, even though it was set in modern time, it still had that 70s feel to it. It did, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to give it um, a three and a half. Professor, what do you say? Uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it for what it was. It was, fun, you know, it's not my favorite A24 distributed movie. The hour and 28 some odd minute, whatever it was, runtime made it, tightened it up a little bit. One thing I think is, you know, this movie, I think it's, I think women will connect with this movie more so than men, maybe, because first of all, most of the people in the movie are women. Well, the men that they show in the movie, let's just say, are less than uh, desirable types, right? (laughs) The guy just waiting to get jacked off in the bar, the other guy in the bar. (laughs) Yeah, but that's kind of realistic, right? That's all of us. We're just waiting around, get, (laughs) we're just waiting around to get jacked off. That's kind (laughs) of. Uh, but yeah, I, don't, I think maybe I think it's probably more of a connection for women to this movie than in a way that uh, I don't know if y'all saw that movie Men that came out last year. I think it was. Yeah, that was uh, twenty twenty two. That was another eight twenty four movie too, and that one probably even more so. It's that was really on the on the nose as far as being sort of made for women, even in the title, you know, men <laughs> being like to play on you know all men being whatever you know animals or <laughs> toxic masculinity, whatever you want to call it. But uh, but yeah, I think it's. Uh, I enjoyed it, but it, I'm sure I didn't enjoy it quite as much as Tiana did, but uh, it's, I'd give it two and three-quarter stars. I'm pretty close to where you are. I'm going to give it two and a half stars. Um, I think it's pretty impressive for uh, uh, Rose Glass's feature film debut. Um, it's very slow, very slow, until some stuff finally starts to happen. And even then, when stuff does start to happen, you kind of question, like, what the fuck am I, you know, what is this? Um but I think it's well done. It's it's well written, and and I will say the uh, cinematography. You know, I mentioned uh, the uh, what was it? Ben Forsman was the uh, director of photography. I, I think this thing looks good. It's well shot, 
well put together. You just like to see a little bit more of something happen. I don't know exactly what it was missing, but it's slow. But like you said, at least it had a pretty tight runtime, so it didn't overstay its welcome too much. You know, um, if you, if you felt this was slow at an hour twenty four, what if this was two twenty four? Oh. <laughs> oh my god! You know, like no, no, that's enough. Here, I'll help. I'll help you kill her, demon. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, I think there was enough there to you know to see the the uh, to see what Rose Glass is capable of to start with. I'd like I'd like to see more. Just not quite this. You know what I mean? Like I need some more juice with her next one. So we'll wait and see there. Uh, Donnie, what do you what do you have to say about it? Yeah. <clears throat> so I've uh I've <laughs> I've stayed silent quite a bit. Yeah, slow burns are not my favorite. To me, just because a movie has some sort of deviant or, you know, fucked up parts to it, it doesn't make it a good movie. The defining moment that basically synonymized my experience with it was the scene kind of early on where she takes uh, about 12 minutes to climb half a flight of stairs. (laughs) (laughs) You know, this, this was particularly a, it was a chore to watch. They had to pad the runtime. So you had to see every step. (laughs) Jesus, you know, (laughs) but uh, you know, as far as my rating goes, um, there are some, uh, here's some of the same movies I've, I've actually given this rating to. Um, I gave the same rating to The Curse of La Llorona, mm. um, Halloween Ends, and uh, Hellraiser Inferno. But I gave a higher rating to Leprechaun in the Hood. Um, so my, my rating is, you know what, I, I just didn't enjoy it. I'd, I'd rather read a book. Um, <laughs> so, but no, my, uh, my, my rating is a star and a quarter. I just... Not a fan of this one at all. It's too slow. Star and a quarter. <laughs> yeah. The, I will say my favorite part was the end. Uh, <laughs> you know, the end. You mean the you know, credits or just like the very end where she's burning and all that? I would say the last, probably the last two seconds before the credits. <laughs> um, yeah, just like, thank God, we'll never see her again. Unless there's a prequel, which I hope Rose Glass doesn't do. And I will be absent because I know that we will do that eventually. Yeah, we will. And if it, it comes happens. out, I believe, you know, we talked about the most anticipated of uh, 2024. It's coming out this yeah, year. They're... It's called St. Maud mm. 2, The Legend of Curly's Gold. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Weekend at St. Maud's. Yeah, you'll be there. You'll be there. <laughs> That's where she ascends like a phoenix into heaven. And then there's two guys holding her, holding her up, you know, making sure that. See, she's still alive. <laughs> Uh, well, St. Mall, welcome to the barbecue or something like that. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> yeah, I'd right, rather so, read a book. So we don't have Will's two cents, but you know what? I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's probably closer to Donnie's uh, oh, yeah, side probably. of the ledger than he would be on the other side. But hey, you never know. You never know. Uh, but you know, <laughs> for now, we, we sit on a consensus total of two and a half stars out of five. So, you know, mid-tier, you know, we would recommend you at least check it out except Donnie wouldn't recommend it. But overall, I think we all recommend you should check it out. (laughs) 
and uh, come to those conclusions yourself, but we always say that. All right, so uh, luckily for Donnie, we're not quite done with St. Maud just yet. Connections from the crypt. You may not have liked the movie that much, but you got to give us some good connections. So yeah, it is. so uh, basically with uh, Crypt Connections, what we do here is uh, we connect the current movie episode by any cast or crew connections to past Spook Show episodes. So for St. Maud, this cast of weirdos had uh, absolutely no uh, previous connections to uh, any of our past Spook Shows. Uh, but... There were a couple of uh, um, a couple of uh, crew connections. So we've got special effects uh, crew. Uh, I think it was a supervisor, special effects supervisor Scott McIntyre, who was um, actually part of the uh, effects crew for a much better movie, Shaun of the Dead from uh, 2004. That's back when uh, I think we did. I don't know. It was a while ago. Yeah, it was about so, a, uh, roughly about a year ago, I think, when we did that. Yeah, that yeah, it was something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, um, and then we also had the uh, a, a few of the um, stunt crew for Independence Day hmm. when we covered that back in um, uh, summer uh, summer disaster. Yeah, that was episode one sixty seven, and episode one forty one, by the way, was uh, Shaun of the Dead. Well, uh, Will's not here to give us the official kill count, but. Just off the top of our heads, what would it be? Two? Uh, add me to that. Add, add, yeah. This going to be killed. <laughs> okay, that's, that's three, maybe four. Uh, but we do have... Let's talk about the kill reel. Highlight kill. Okay, so you only got two, right? Maybe three if you count the chest cave-in brief flashback. But I'm not going to count that. So really, you've got two here, Amanda and Maud. I'm going to go with Maud burning herself, ascending to the heavens, and then for two for two seconds, you see her burning and screaming. I'm going to say that's probably the highlight, not necessarily a kill. It's more of a death, but I guess when you do it yourself. But I'm going to call that the highlight kill. So smoke. Gore score. Yeah, it's, uh, it's rated R, but it's not necessarily rated R for the gore. <laughs> no. Probably more for the uh, sexual situations and some other things and whatnot going on in the movie. Because if you think about the gore in the movie, it's, I mean, what there's the stabbing of Amanda, a little bit of gore there. There's the thumbtack scene, but that's more cringe-inducing than gory because you don't actually see any blood or any, you know, you see her stabbing these thumbtacks through this piece of cardboard or whatever, and then she puts the cardboard in the shoe and then promptly s- slams her foot down inside the shoe. And then walks around for about five minutes or whatever the movie, various points, places, whatever with the with these thumbtacks in her. Yeah, just like the scab picking at the scab. Yeah, you know. Yeah, picking at the scab. Yeah, that's kind of that's a little nasty, <laughs> right? Yeah. Not necessarily gory, but I mean, yeah, it's more like those kind of cringe-inducing moments where that make you just wince, right? Mm. So, uh, yeah, really, I guess just the, I mean, you had the chest cave-in thing, but for a fraction of a second that you see that. Uh, and yeah, mainly just that stabbing of Amanda. So for those, I guess I just I have to, you know, kind of a five. If there's a little bit of violence in a movie, a five is generally probably going to be unless there's just none. Right. It's kind of you'll probably I don't know how many movies I've given a five to. But that's my general rule of thumb is if it's got some violence in it, a little bit of gore, you probably at least got to give it up. 
that much unless there's just zero amount in it. Yeah. Not a horror movie or whatever. It's a PG movie or whatever. So, so yeah, I'll go with a five just for the wincing <laughs> induced moments of the thumbtacks and the scabs and the and the brief gore of the the stabbing and the chest compression, chest caving in scene or whatever. So, well, that's I, I think that that'll pretty much wrap it up for Saint Maud, uh, Tiana. I think it was an interesting choice, uh, although a little divisive amongst us. But I still think it was a. <laughs> It was a, a, one that we needed to get around to. Interesting uh, conversation type of movie, if nothing else. So, onward. Picked it just to fuck with <laughs> Say what? I said I picked it just to fuck with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, it's I always interesting. It. Usually. <laughs> well, you know that that is she's getting in the spirit of things, Donnie. That is kind of half of uh, what what the whole purpose of this podcast is, just to fuck with you, right? So. <laughs> Figures. Yep, she's just a, uh, she's just doing what she's supposed to do. But onward and upward, so to speak. <laughs> next week, like we teased off the top, we have our next cannon fodder. So we we spun the big wheel. We got too many wheels these days, it seems like, and we're at the mer- and we're at the mercy of these wheels. So sometimes it lands on Emmanuel Four. Sometimes it lands on the Frog Prince. But thank God this time it finally gave us another good cannon flick because it's been a minute. It's been since Ninja 3, The Domination, that we've watched something quite on the level of this. So next week, we're going to be watching Braddock, Missing in Action, Part 3. Got it. We need a little bit of Chuck Norris to cleanse the palate after St. Maud. On IMDb, oh, yeah. on IMDb, the synopsis for it is Braddock mounts a one-man assault to free his wife and son who are still being held in a Vietnam prison camp. So yeah, that, that's pretty much what you've come to expect from that series by this point, by the time the third one came around. So uh, I'm looking for, I think we did do the first missing in action already. Right. But we haven't done the second one. Yeah. So we're, yeah, it's one of our top uh, episodes on YouTube. Yeah. So we're, we're going from one to three here. We're skipping in between, but I'm sure eventually we'll get around to it, but I'm just happy that the cannon will landed on something other than another Emmanuel or one of the, the cannon, uh, uh, kid story movies or whatever the hell that I forget what the title of that thing was. So hopefully we have, uh, Canon film guide author Austin Trunick on to give us the Canon Chronicles that he does usually every time we have an episode. So hopefully we'll have him on for that. And uh, yeah, 2024 off to a roaring start. So for Will, who couldn't be with us, Donnie, Tiana, Professor Smoke, I'm Josh. We are the All American Spook Show, and we'll talk to you next week for our latest Canon fodder. And now, folks, it's time to say good night. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night.